Welcome to Standing Grace with Alan McQuarrie, a ministry of Grace Community Church in Brockville, Ontario. I'm your host, Alex Philippi. We all know life is hard, but Jesus is here for you. He wants to encourage you through his word and remind you that you can always stand in his grace. What is it that gives you a good day? Or how do you know that you've had a good day as opposed to a bad day? Sometimes we judge these things based on the external things like, did I get everything done that I needed to get done? Did I have a day full of stress or was it a peaceful day? What are the things that we use to measure what is good and what makes a good situation, what makes a good day? Well, we do realize in as believers in Christ, one of the things that happens is that the Lord does bless us. And there are days where we really sense the Lord's blessing in our lives. We really sense that he is close to us. We spent time in prayer. Maybe we have prayed and we've seen the Lord honor those prayers. And indeed, those are days that we call good days. We just know that the Lord has been close to us. But one of the realities that happens is that those good days are often followed by a stressful day. And that's not just a coincidence. It's because we live in a world where the enemy, Satan, wants to discourage you and keep you from having another day where you are close with the Lord. It is a spiritual battle. We live in the middle of a battle, and you are the object of that battle. And so it is a reality that when we have a good day, we often feel Satan's attack upon us the following day. And that's the way it always is. But it's not just in the life of you as an individual believer. It's also true in the life of the church. When God does great things in the midst of his congregations, Satan is not far away. And that is why we need to pray earnestly for the Lord to bless us and to protect us. We cannot be so naive to think things just randomly happen. But rather, indeed, whenever God reveals his goodness to us, Satan tries to take that joy away from you. Looking at a passage in the Gospel of Matthew, when the Lord was on his way to Jerusalem to declare what he was about to do, that he was going to come and give himself to be the Lamb of God. And Jesus spoke to his disciples and he said this, We are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes. They will condemn him and put him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. And he will rise on the third day. And so the Lord very clearly declared what was going to happen and the amazing impact of what was going to happen. We call this work or this statement the work of the atonement. He is making atones for our sins. He is paying for the consequences that you deserve before a holy God. And so it was necessary that Christ would 
be my substitute and pay the penalty that should be laid on me. He would be mocked. He would be rejected. He would be turned over, though he was innocent and though he was sinless. And he would hang on a tree, a cross, and be cursed. That is the very message of salvation throughout the entire Old Testament, right from the garden on, that there was going to be a Messiah, a Savior, who would come and take my place and therefore bear the penalty that I deserve. And so now the Lord is very clearly declaring publicly the things that were about to occur. The reality is Satan does not know the future. He is not the opposite of God. He is just merely a created being. And so when Christ clearly declared, very clearly stated what was about to occur, he is on the doorstep waiting to get in and to divide and, if possible, prevent either the event from happening or the believers from finding joy in it. And that is so true. Whenever God moves in a mighty way, Satan tries to take the joy away from you. In a church, when there are plans to do great things, to do evangelism or ministry to seniors or children's, how often is there a fight immediately following? That's not coincidence. That is Satan trying to stop the kingdom work from occurring. And so when the Lord told all of this, the next passage that we read about is this amazing conflict that was occurring among the apostles. The conflict because of their pride. Jesus had told them that they would sit on 12 thrones and reign over the 12 tribes of Israel. And they ignored everything he had just said about what he would do being the Lamb of God and were only consumed with their self-placement and their honor and their pride. They wanted a place of honor. That's all they could think of. So James and John, these two sons of thunder, went and got their mother and they approached Christ. And the mother asked the Lord if her two sons, James and John, would sit at his right hand and his left in those two places of honor. Now, the word of God says, and when the ten, that being the other ten, heard it, they were indignant at the two brothers. So literally, as soon as Christ declared clearly the message of what he was about to do, there was a fight among the apostles, a fight so strong, so deep, so real, that it threatened to destroy the 12 apostles immediately before Christ would go to the cross. And that was to the joy of Satan. He wanted that to occur. He wanted to break up the apostles. He wanted to have them in turmoil, in conflict. He wanted them to be fighting among themselves, both to to reject Christ as he goes to the cross, but also to so despise one another that they would not carry on the work after the resurrection. The Apostle Paul tells us that we are not unaware of Satan's schemes. 
Satan always works the same way. And so in your life today, even this morning, God is working wonders in your life. But we must not be naive to think that the evil one is not watching. And it is his desire to take away all that joy from you, to take away the joy that you are experiencing when you are close with him and close with Christ. And so we need to make sure that we pray, Lord, give me a day where I am close to you and keep me close to you. Do not allow the evil one to get involved. Keep my mind pure before you, my thoughts pure, my tongue pure. Do not allow me to become full of bitterness or anger. And that's exactly what Christ told his apostles. When they were on the verge of splitting apart in this massive fight, he told them that they needed to be servants to one another. Put away the pride. Put away the expectation that you need to get your own way and serve one another. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. It is so important today that as we live in this world that is so full of evil, that we shine like bright stars in this dark generation. So I want to encourage you to do this. Pray today. Pray for your church. Pray for your elders. Pray for your pastor. Pray for unity. Pray that God would give you a heart of a servant. And pray that God would not allow Satan to cause division, either in your mind or in your little circle of friends or in the church as a whole. Pray that God would protect you. Put on the armor of God. Stay close to him in prayer. Read the word of God. Quote the word of God. Do not allow your mind to drift away into all forms of egotism and self-exaltation. Remember that we are sinners saved by grace. Christ reminded his apostles of that when he told them that he came to give his life as a ransom for many. That was the purpose, because they could not ransom themselves. And so we need to understand that none of us are worthy to even be called the children of God. We have no expectation and should not that somehow I get my way in the church or that if I don't get it, I'm going to get mad and leave. Those are the marks of the apostles. They were immature in their actions, and those indeed are immature actions. Satan is at work. So let us pray for one another. Let us serve one another. Let us value one another. Let us go out of our way to pray and to ask God to give us grace to love those who are hard to love, those people who have opinionated ideas within our church. Ask God to give you the grace to make them closer to him and Give them a heart of worship. These are the things that cause a church to grow through the difficulties and pushes Satan away. That is what Jesus did with his 12 here. They did not break apart because he kept them close to him. And we need to be close to the Lord. Today, spend time in prayer. Ask God to give you the grace that you need to live a life that is honoring to him. But today... Rejoice, because you are a child of the King. 
I'm Alan McQuarrie, and if you need someone to talk to or pray with, gracebrockville.com. Join us next week as we continue in this podcast, encouraging you to stand. Thank you for being with us today on Standing Grace. I'm Alex Philippi, inviting you to join us for more teaching like this in person at Grace Community Church in Brockville, Ontario, and to join us online at standinggrace.com. Until next time.